Now, the Bobby Curran Show on ESPN Honolulu. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of the program. I'm Bobby Curran along with Hannah Hayworth. Between us, we'll try and bring you the complete world of sports, pros, colleges, high schools, other sporting events taking place here with guests and giveaways and, of course, your phone calls. 296-1420 is that number. We've got a lot of things to talk about today. I, I'm not sure I'm buying the narrative that the headline in USA Today, quarterbacks stand tall in clutch and deliver. Well, to some do, some don't. And I don't, and I don't even think they all do all the time. I mean, I just think it's quarterbacks that have bad games or even bad, maybe it's the, you can't say bad seasons, but certainly Jalen Hurts was not the quarterback he was last year. I mean, there's no question about that. He was terrific last year. He was the Pro Bowl quarterback, and he wasn't nearly that good this year. So I don't know what you attribute that to, to injuries. I mean, what, what is that exactly? But I just think we, we tend to want to. Now the current guy that's being uh, anointed is Jordan Love of the Packers. I, I just think, okay, slow down there. He's had a good year. No question. Definitely had a good year. So I don't think anyone's disputing that. But what I think we're maybe jumping the gun on, is this now permanent? Is this going to be, he's going to be great from now till the day he retires? I think not. I think that's unlikely. That's generally not how it works. So we'll see. Uh, You know, I'm not going to rule out anything because all you know, all you have is what the guy's done second half of this year. Because I think anybody would get, you know, that much grace. So I think that's only fair. So, I mean, is he going to be a great, great quarterback? I don't have any idea. I just heard Greeny on ESPN National say that he's going to, in 15 years, he'll be great and he'll be with the Jets. I mean... What is the, what's the, I guess the feeling is, well, Favre was there and now Rodgers is there and in 15 years it'll be Jordan Love is there. Uh, I don't know about that either. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's not, don't, don't bet the rent on that one. All right, let's, let's talk about some of the teams that just weren't as good as they were supposed to be. Now, I think many people thought the Rams were going to take a step backwards, which which is ironic because they did initially this year, but then they played much, much better. Not well enough, you know, to, to win, uh, to beat Detroit, but uh, Detroit might be a little special. We're going to have to wait and see on that. But can you imagine how satisfying that was to, uh, to Goff? I mean, to know that he was basically cast away as a, you know, as a salary filler, note that there was not any great desire to keep him once he got traded to the Rams. I mean, that, that, that it was more that the, I mean, to the uh, Lions, because it was more that the Rams wanted to get rid of him. I mean, he was a throw-in. 
because they had to balance salaries. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not going along with the idea that that Jared Goff is. Oh, we all should have seen this coming. Man, come on. That that's not reasonable. Because when you're a throwaway, very rarely you turn into the star. Although I guess we you could say we have two cases of that now, with uh, he and uh, Mr. Tampa Bay Buck. I mean, I think you'd have to say that he's been a surprise. And and now you're a Buck fan, correct, Tanner? What's your assessment? Do you think this is a now and forever deal? I think it's a nice bridge deal. I think you could get a nice three-year contract out of it. I think overall I've been up and down on Baker all year long. So I think with Baker, he's definitely secured a long-term deal with this one-year $4 million deal. So. I think with Baker Mayfield, I'm comfortable with him being my starting quarterback for the next couple of years. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I don't see him having any major lapses. He's playing pretty well. He's doing as much as I think anybody had a right to expect. But keep in mind, this was the number one draft pick a few years ago. I mean, he was the number one overall pick in the NFL. And I don't think you could say that most of his career he's lived up to that. But I would say he's coming as close to living up to it now as he ever has. That's how it looks to me. And uh, when I'm hearing about the guys they have to get rid of and various teams have to get rid of, for example, I'm hearing now that the Giants need a quarterback. Okay, your quarterback has a torn ACL. He was playing pretty well. I, I don't get where you feel like you need to get rid of him. I mean, I, I don't see the evidence for it yet. <clears throat> Nor do I see the evidence for getting rid of Nick Sirianni, which a lot of people believe Jeff Lurie's all in on, that he wants Belichick, he's going to take a stab at that. And somebody else is talking about how this guy didn't get to make to call the, the level of plays he did last year. He wasn't the same guy. He was He was basically overrun by the GM, by Howie. I mean, is that the case? And that Laurie was taking his biggest pieces of advice from Howie. So if that's the case, how do you hold, how do you take the accountability away from a guy or responsibility away? You can't hold a guy accountable without making him responsible, I don't think. I, I just don't think that makes sense. So I'm... Um, I'm, listen, I'm no Eagles fan, but I'm not about to blame. If that's the case, and the guys on ESPN are insisting it is, I'm not going to be blaming Sirianni. Uh, listen, maybe some people say, well, maybe you should have them more ready to play. Well, the guy's been made a eunuch, essentially, and he's not happy about it. And I get that. I, I don't think that, you know, Danny Dimes is in, as bad a predicament, maybe, as even Jared Hurts is right now. Because they seem like the blooms off the road, whereas Danny Dimes hasn't really, he's, he's won a playoff game, but he's been mostly hurt this past year. And I don't know that you could make a strong, sound decision on him at this point. Listen, I'm not a believer that Danny Dimes is the absolute answer. I'm just saying I think reports of his death are greatly exaggerated. I mean, that's as far as I'm going to go with him. Let's see when he comes at me when he gets healthy. 
Let's see how he plays. We know a couple things about Danny Dimes we never knew. We never knew until the NFL metrics pulled in. We never knew he was the fourth fastest quarterback in the league. Now, some people hear that and say, that can't be. Apparently it is. He's the fourth fastest quarterback in the NFL. People just don't like that because he, you look at him, he looks like Howdy Doody. He doesn't look like he could be the fourth fastest quarterback in the league. But I think we have to – another guy's written a thing about how Mike McDaniel certainly wants to get rid of Tua at this point, that he knows Tua's not the guy. I, I think that's – I find that preposterous. I mean, I, I don't see that there's evidence for that. Did he play well? No, this, this past – playoff game but look at the decimation by injury i mean come on i just i don't think you can fairly gauge a guy when his offensive line is an absolute mess not to mention the occasional running back and you've had you've had uh, tyreek hill and, and wild and all kinds of other guys hurt at various times this year so I don't see how a quarterback takes the whole hit for that. Doesn't seem doesn't make sense to me. Okay, we've got a couple of other things to go. Now it seems the popular pick is the Green Bay Packers. Are you buying into that, Tanner? Are you buying into the popularity of the Green Bay pick? I think we would agree on this. They were excellent in their first playoff game against Dallas. But are you prepared to go much further than that? It'll certainly be something if they replicate that performance. It's going to be finally one of those first times where the Packers play the 49ers, and we don't talk about Aaron Rodgers wanting to be drafted by the 49ers for so long. So I'm certainly glad about that narrative finally being over. Um, what I am excited about is seeing how Jordan Love and this really young offense faces this really good San Francisco 49ers defense. If there's anything that I would slight the Green Bay Packers in is how green they are. A lot of them are very young guys, and maybe that's what pushed them over the edge of the Cowboys because they had no expectations, so let's go out there and upset people. That might be the thing pushing them in this whole next week as they uh, get ready to prepare for the 49ers. And the 49ers are probably operating on the same tact as the Dallas Cowboys and saying, well, we can't lose to the seventh-seeded Green Bay Packers. By the way, the first seventh-seed to win in the super wild card uh, format that we've had in the last couple of years. What are the chances it happens twice in a row? Uh, I think I would say that the odds aren't great of that, but stranger things have happened in the history of the NFL. I mean, in, in not in seven seas, but in all kinds of ways. So I, I'm not going to take the, I'm not taking the jump that that's not happening. So let's do this. Let's us, uh, why don't we go take this break and we will try and get ourselves uh, a little Eli Gold. He's got some stories to tell. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the program. I'm Bobby Curran along with Tanner Hayworth, and we want to welcome our guest. He's uh, going to be seeing a different head football coach at his university where he's been the longtime uh, play-by-play voice. We want to welcome Eli Gold. Eli, how are you? 
Good, Bobby. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Pretty good today. I, I'm wondering how much of a culture shock this will be because you've been 17 years with Nick Saban. Yeah, but, you know, it's, uh, I'd, I'd also worked with uh, Bill Curry. I worked with Gene Stallings. I worked with uh, Mike Price, Mike Dubos, uh, Dennis Franchoni, Mike Shula. Uh, so I have been through those years where there was constant change, and uh, then we've gone 17 years now with Coach Saban. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me is to make sure I, I sign on the air uh, for the, uh, you know, Kalen DeBoer show on Thursday nights, our call-in show, and not the Nick Saban show. You just want to concentrate and make sure you get the names right, you know? No doubt. I can imagine that one. Although, I'm, I'm my experience, and it's very minor, with Kalen DeBoer because he was at Fresno State, and we had him on the air, and, and he seemed like a very reasonable. He's a, he's a straight shooter. There's not there's yes, not a, there's not a lot of uh, you know trickeration with him. Yeah, he was. He made a very good impression at his introductory press conference. Uh, you know, you've heard that term. Did he win the press conference? Well, he certainly did. Yeah. Um, he, he's been. Uh, you know, I've I've not had any dealings with him yet. Not what's you know. He doesn't need to talk to Eli, the radio guy in the off season when he's got far more important things to do. So um, I'm not, uh, I've not had any one-on-one -on -one time with him yet, but uh, uh, he came across very, very nicely. Um, he understands the job that's in, in front of him. He understands but embraces the fact that he's following the greatest coach of all time, and uh, he's going to uh, take advantage of that by allowing Coach Saban to have total access uh, and of course, Coach Saban will not have what you know. He won't have total, total access in the fact that he himself might not want that. Uh, he sure. doesn't necessarily want to be seen as the, the the old the old vulture circling around, you know. Uh, but he'll be just fine. They're going to get along well. And 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 Coach DeBoer or anybody, you, me, whomever, if you don't learn something from Nick Saban, it's your fault, right. not his. No, no doubt. So, uh, yeah, so I think uh, they'll be just fine. But let's talk about, a little bit about this. Did you see this coming? Did you feel like this year well, might be the year? I, I didn't know. I, I didn't really think about it, to be honest with you. And I certainly never asked Coach Saban about it. That's one subject that was always uh, off limits for me, and I, I made it off limits. It was nothing that anybody told me not to touch. Uh, it was just me who made it off limits. But, no, I... I, 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 we all knew he was closer to the finish than he was to the beginning. You know, he wasn't going to go another 17 years. But, uh, no, I didn't see it coming. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was doing some work around the house the other day, and then my wife came running out yelling frantically. I said, now what? And she said, come in, Saban retired. What? I said, she says, come in here, look at the TV, Saban just retired. And uh, we put on one of the local TV shows, and, and lo and behold, he had he had hung it up. You know, I I think he went out exactly on his own terms. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. Oh yes, How, yes. Who gets in? Very few people get to do that. Exactly. No, he went out on his terms, and uh, he was you know he's he's done fine. I don't know. Um, 
you know, it, it was, I don't know if there was one thing, you know, people are always conjecturing, well, it's the way the game has changed, the NIL or the, uh, the transfer portal or this or that or the other. I don't know uh, exactly what finally put it over the top, maybe a compilation of all of those things. I don't know. But and the fact is, the fact is, the man has earned this time off. Let's face it, uh, he has earned this, and I'm thrilled for him. I, I'm not thrilled for me. I'm going to miss working with him. I know the fans are going to miss him and so on, but at the same time, uh, I'm thrilled for him and the family, the kids, the grandchildren. They're going to be able to have uh, you know Nick the grandpa uh, to themselves or Nick the dad to themselves or for Miss Terry, she'll have a little more time with her husband, and I think that's wonderful. They, they, they've all earned that. You know, maybe a little more time by the lake and the boat and all that stuff. I mean, sure. I, sure. Like a normal life, not like a football coach. Like a normal life. person, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If he wants to go to a concert late at night somewhere, he can go without having to worry about having to be at the office at 5 a.m. the next morning. You know, uh, you know, even if you sleep in an hour, which might be an exaggerate, you know, and a, a great plus for him, even if it's just an hour, even if he gets up at six instead of five or something, he has earned that luxury, no doubt about it. Well, what is your sense of the Alabama fan base? Were they taken by surprise? Did you think? Yeah, they were. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, but you know, it happens. It, it happens. He doesn't have to consult with us. And, you know, it seems as though if everybody is taken at their word, it seems as though that the coach didn't make that final decision until five minutes till four. He had a, a, a four o'clock team meeting called. And uh, according to what he said, he was sitting in his office staring at a TV set. I guess it probably had Weather Channel on it or something. But uh, that's what he watches. But uh, but he, uh, you know, he said, I was staring there. He was thinking. I don't think he knew himself definitively until five minutes till four that day that uh, he was going to announce his departure. You know, I heard him say that his biggest consideration was how this was going to ex- affect everybody around him, staff members, assistant coaches, sure. all of the uh, all of the ancillary personnel that go into running a top flight football program and what would become of them. I don't know if he tried to arrange some things on the way out the door in terms of that, or at least put in a good word for people that he thinks were exceptional and should be kept. Uh, but yeah, but I, I would guess he might have because that seems like him. But uh, but really, we don't know any of that, do we? No, we don't. We don't know anything for sure. He's not shared. Coach DeBoer has not shared. Um, and um, you know and. and you know, I, I, I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. He is a very caring man. Nick Saban, the mm-hmm. real Nick Saban, not the guy that the fans hear, you know, a 40-second soundbite from uh, where he's using that press availability to get messages to a, across to the team and to other coaches and to whomever. The real Nick Saban is a very caring man. He is very caring. He has a good sense of humor. Uh, you know, you don't always see that. It's a dry sense of humor, but 
but but he he he's a nice man. He's a genuinely nice man. So it wouldn't surprise me in the least if he spent a lot of time trying to uh, arrange the features for some of his people. But um, you know that's you know he he has not spoken to it, nor has Coach DeBoer spoken to it. So uh, I really don't know for a fact. I imagine other coaches, other ads, will be calling him. Uh, for advice or for an opinion on uh, on certain people, I, I, it would only make sense. I mean, the guys who's sure. been around this they'd longer be foolish than him. N- yeah, they'd be foolish not to. You know, if you don't learn something from Nick Saban, like I said before, and I've said this for the last week, if you don't learn something from Nick Saban, it's your fault, not his. The man has tons to teach, and he is happy to do it. If you don't learn from Nick Saban, whatever it is, then it's your fault, not his. Well, in my book, I think he went out just at the right time because uh, certainly Kirby Smart had started to uh, turn the the student into a a teacher to some extent. And so and I don't think Nick Saban, he's happy in one way because that's what you hope for with your coaching tree. But on the other hand, he doesn't like losing games. Yeah. But, you know, he has never run from a challenge. Oh, no, absolutely not. He has never run from a challenge. So the fact that Kirby's doing well or or Lane Kiffin is doing well or Sarkeesian is doing well or whomever, uh, you know, uh, he he never runs from a challenge. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's a hell of a legacy to leave. I mean, he's... He has touched everything. You know, I wish I said to somebody the other day, I wish there was a position. I wish the job existed of commissioner of college football. He would be spectacular at that. Uh, He knows the operations, obviously, of a day-to-day organization. He knows and can approach and speak knowledgeably about the big, uh, the big picture items, if that job existed, he would have been spectacular at it. But as we know, the job doesn't exist. Uh, but he is, uh, he, he's, he's a heck of a guy. And like I said, I'm thrilled for him, but uh, selfishly, I'm disappointed. Well, Eli, you can start a new uh, a new ticker going with Kalen DeBoer. So, uh, and I you think got it. I think people are going to be pleased with him. I mean, as much as they can be following Nick Saban. Yeah, and he, he came across really well in the uh, in the press conference here on on Saturday. Um, he is he's a nice man. Uh, he and he clearly has a magnificent resume. I don't care if it is in NAIA. Or Division One, it doesn't matter where you are. If, if you're winning a championship, you're a heck of a coach. So um, I, I think we'll find that he is a good man. And, uh, you know, we also have to remember that some of these players who are entering the transfer portal, you know, they don't have to go through with all that. They can come back. Uh, there's a lot to go on here in the next uh, number of weeks and months. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun to see this all begin as it was when, uh, you know, as it was when the Nick Saban era began, and when everybody else's era began, we have seen this over the years. Those of us who have a few years of experience on us, uh, we've seen this before, and uh, I- I'm sure it's going to be just fine. Our athletic director uh, made a-, a great hire here; he really did. 
Eli, hope you have a wonderful summer, and uh, thank you so much for taking some time with us. Yes, sir, and it's great to hear you sounding good, Bobby. Thank you, Eli. Eli Gold, the longtime play-by-play voice, when he started to go through the number of coaches he's worked with, it's it's quite impressive. And uh, glad to be able to uh, say that he is going to be back with the Crimson Tide next year. It's 30 minutes past 6 o'clock. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back on this uh, Tuesday. It's a travel day for the University of Hawaii. They are heading off to play Long Beach State and UC San Diego. A couple of teams that are pretty good. And the fact that they're on the road, I don't. I haven't seen lines yet or any of that, but I suspect that they would possibly be a slight underdog, just the kind that were favorites recently. And I would say probably one and a half or two or something like that. That's my guess. And uh, but we won't find out till uh, till Wednesday or or Thursday. Two nine eight oh eight two nine six fourteen twenty. Feel free uh, to give us a, a jingle. I'd uh, love to see what you're thinking about these playoffs. I mean, they're saying and this is pretty unbelievable in some ways because I don't. I think a lot of people got have the Forty ers as one of the best two teams. I mean, I you know I don't know. I mean, I don't know who's going to be uh, better than them. Maybe the Baltimore Ravens would be my guess because that's the only thing I can think of. Um, and that may be legit. But I also think it's dangerous to go by what you've seen previously. It is Baltimore's and Stephen, um, Stephen A's list. Uh, he's, you know, he's got Baltimore first. I don't think that's unreasonable. I simply don't think there's any guarantee of it. I think it's wide open enough this season. I, I would be probably surprised if the uh, if the Chiefs go all the way through because they seem like they have some infirmities. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be good enough to win these several games in a row. But it's not a bad list. I mean, Ravens, 49ers, Bills, Lions, Chiefs. Uh, I think that's reasonable. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't subscribe to it. It wouldn't be my list. I would probably have. I, yes, I know what the result was when the Ravens played the Niners. I'd probably have the Niners over the Ravens. Uh, yeah, and yet yeah, you watch. It could be the Bills. It does I don't. I think the longer shots are probably the Lions and the Chiefs. I mean, they haven't had the experience of being there. They, they probably are. A wep a big time weapon short in the case of the Lions. I mean, I just, I'm just thinking that. I think they're in a wonderful team, but I don't know that I think they're ready to win this yet. That's my thought. If you and if you have some thoughts, John's on the line. What's up, John? Hey, as a Bears fan who really dislikes the Cowboys, I was having a hard time with that game yesterday. But uh, about halfway through the first quarter, I said, okay, I'm liking this. It's okay if the Packers win, you know. But uh, um, you think those guys, they're playing the 49ers. I mean, 49ers are way better than, uh, 
than the Cowboys are, but Jordan Love sure looking a lot better than I thought he was too. So what do you think about that matchup? I think it's a pretty good matchup. They have the youngest team in the league. Uh, they have some guys that are playing very well, some useful and sort of interchangeable receivers. So I think that the they're good on both lines of scrimmage. I think they're probably uh, a reasonable competitor for any of the teams left. I don't know that they would beat, say, the Ravens in the Super Bowl or beat the 49ers in the NFC. Uh, I just think that's tough. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just think it's going to be tough. I mean, well, I, really I don't. Concerned. I don't think the, the the Green Bay Packers are a lock against the Detroit Lions. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm not rooting for them because it's kind of against my religion as a Bears fan. But uh, um, well, I just is, is it any, a lot better than I thought. Is it any easier for you to root for the Lions? I mean, same same division. The Lions haven't. You know what? You kind of feel sorry for those guys a little bit. Plus, the Packers have beat us a bunch of times more than the Lions have, so it's easier to root for the Lions uh, because it's it's kind of a better story. All right, but, um, I can sort of get that. Although I like the forty, I like the Forty Niners, though. I do too. I do too, John. Thank you for the call. If anybody else wants to weigh in, I mean, who do you th- who do you think in the AFC? I mean, is it the I, I, do you go along with Stephen A. and the Ravens? I, I think Buffalo on a given day can be a handful. So we'll see. I mean, it's just that the, the multi-dimensional uh, Josh Allen is the guy that gives you keep you up nights, and not to mention Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's not that's not exactly a walk in the park either. So I, I do think that I do I don't think this one is set in stone. I, I don't see one where some years you see, like, a monster favorite. I don't really see that this season because almost everybody has let us down once or twice as just as we start to anoint them. And I think this year's no different. Most years that happens. And I think it, there's a number of teams that are at play. That's my thought. Um, I, I guess the people who thought that maybe the Rams were going to beat the Lions, they damn near did. I mean, you can't say that wasn't right down to it. And I do think Sean McVay has proven that he, over time, that he's one of the really good coaches in the league. And so is, uh, and so is John Harbaugh. I'm not ruling him out. Now, some guys I'm, I'm going to say slow roll the, the greatness of the coach. Uh, for example, uh, Matt LaFleur, I'm not sure I'm going to go there on him, although I think he's a fine coach. But I'm not sure he's all that. I, I cannot wait, and I want to get to this while I have time. I cannot wait until we see what's going to go on with the Belichick deal and the negotiations. First of all, we know a couple of things going on there. We know that a guy like Jeffrey Lurie, at least to this point, has not been willing to give anybody just carte blanche as far as a coach goes. They don't get that there. Maybe Chip Kelly was the closest to get to it, and then when he, uh, when he flamed out, they had not given that to anybody else. So that's just how it is. They, they didn't, you know, they weren't going to let Dick, uh, Doug Pedersen, after the Super Bowl, they weren't going to let him pick the offensive coordinators. You know, some people would say, well, he's earned the right. They're not in their view. So I, I think I could see a problem there. I mean, he would have, Jeffrey Lurie would have to change his spots. That leopard would have to change his spots in order to give 
Bill Belichick the sort of command and control he needs. That's that's my thought on that. I I just think the I have a couple of things that I think are more likely than others. For example, I think Jim Harbaugh is really likely to end up in San Diego. That is a good roster. All right? Not only is the living pleasant, but I think Jim Harbaugh can get, first of all, you've got to realize this, with some of these coaches, Belichick is one, Harbaugh is another, they've already got more money than they can ever spend. Someone said, oh, you can never have too much. Well, you can actually. You can, you can have enough money where it's no longer of a primary concern. I mean, it's all about the winning and the Super Bowls and the national championships. That's what I think it's about for guys like that. I don't think they're, they're uh, how would I put this? I don't think they're agonizing over every dollar. It just doesn't make sense. They've got too many millions. And in the case of Belichick, I mean, how long is he going to be around? I mean, let's be real. I mean, he's, what is he, 70 what? I don't know. He's, he's, he's getting on. I, the th here's the thing about it. you know Pete Carroll's actually older than Belichick and, but he doesn't look it and he doesn't act it but I think you could make the case that Belichick does look old he looks old and wizened and so maybe that gives us a, a false impression of how long he might be around but he's long, he's long enough in the tooth that he can never spend all the money Harbaugh could take a crack at it perhaps but I, I think it's plenty of money so let's let's say this. Let's say that Jim Harbaugh looks Jim Harbaugh looks by far the more energetic guy, even though you know, he's he's not a kid, but he's much younger than a guy like uh, Belichick, and he even looks he even and Pete Carroll even looks a lot younger than Belichick, even though he's not. So I find this whole thing fascinating. I'm anxious to see which way it goes. There's a lot of jobs that have to get filled. Yeah, this is just a thought because when I look at the defenses that Jeff Ulbrich, former Hawaii Rainbow Warrior, the former the success he's had as a defensive coordinator in the league, defensive coach then coordinator, I have to wonder if sooner or later his number won't be up to be a head coach. But he's a dead serious, he's a good guy, dead serious guy, though. I mean, he's a worker. Um, you're not going to outwork him. I, I just think he's, he's the kind of a guy a lot of guys are going to want. That's just my sense of it. Hey, the next Craig Angela show is today at uh, G at 6 p.m. at Velocity of Honolulu on Kapiolani Boulevard. Join Kanoa Leahy with UHAD Angelus for the latest from behind the scenes in UH sports. There's food and drink available, self-parking or valet parking at the MW restaurant brought to you uh, by H Camp and the JN Group. And with quick time out. Be back after this. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the program. I'm watching on a screen that Stephen A. and a couple of other guys, it's one of the, I think that's one of the sharps, and uh, along with Jeff Saturday, they're all, they're all holding forth. And here's the question. Can Dolphins trust Tua as franchise quarterback, can you remember a quarterback that was top five in so many categories and including number one in yards thrown for? 
Um, and that is constantly being questioned about whether he's ready for prime time. I, I can't remember. I can't recall it. That's really something. Okay, get this one. You want to hear a wild one? Brent Brennan, who's been at San Jose State, is now been hired as the head coach at Arizona. That is huge. And uh, I, I, I kind of think that's a big mark for him. So the coach at Arizona, Frisch, has been hired at uh, Washington to replace Kalen DeBoer. This is the musical chairs. And now Brent Brennan, for the first time, breaks into the big money at the University of Arizona. So that, I think that's going to be a very interesting challenge for him. I think he's an excellent coach, mind you. Kind of players coach. That that is going to be uh, that's going to be big. I mean, I remember when Nick Rolovich got hired at Washington State, and that was that seemed like a huge. Well, of course, when it's fifteen million guaranteed, it's a big deal, and it's, I, I think that uh, Brent Brennan will be in that general vicinity. I um, mean, that's what you, that's the going rate now at these head coaching jobs. So. Uh, maybe even a little more. But that's pretty darn good money, and I think he's up to the challenge. You get to a certain point, and yes, I think they're ambitious, but I also think that it's it's about more than the money. The money that is a given. You get a job like Arizona, it's going to be, it, it's going to be guaranteed to be lifetime employment. Basically, I mean, you'll have the money that'll be the equivalent of lifetime appointment and maybe more for most people. Uh, that's really fabulous. So I, I'm happy for him. He's a good guy. And uh, then you think to yourself, well, how's San Jose? San Jose State won the, uh, the uh, Mountain West, what, two years ago? I think that's going to be tough to duplicate at San Jose State. So I think they were – we talk about how, you know, Alabama can't duplicate – uh, Nick Saban, and I'm sure that's true. But I, I think on in the lesser sphere, it's going to be tough for San Jose State to replace Brent Brennan. I mean, what he's done there, not only in winning games, but in the fundraising, he has taken that on as a mission and been very successful at it. Uh, I don't think he'll need to be as successful because they've got so many other people doing that at Alabama. He really needs to just win games. Um, I was just talking with Gary Dickman a moment ago when he popped in, and he's got some thoughts on, on how long Kalen DeBoer might last there. And he was saying that, you know, it's just not because he's not a good coach, but just because that can be a ton uh, in the crucible of pressure at, uh, at the University of Alabama. I, I don't know. I mean, who's to say? He seems like the right kind of guy, but, I you know, who can – Look at the comparison. I mean, they're going to be saying in some quarters in Alabama, almost no matter what, that, you know, well, he's not Nick Saban. He could win two championships in a row. Well, he hasn't done what Saban's done yet. Yeah, I think it would keep the the dogs away from the door, so to, so to speak. But I don't think anybody would give you an absolute, yeah, yeah, he's just like Saban. That's not going to happen there. I mean, it, it took a long time before anyone would even concede that Saban was like Bear Bryant. I mean, finally they did, but not willingly. And those, a lot of them said, well, you could call that a tie. Well, they weren't, they weren't quick to say out of recency bias that, oh, Nick Saban is, yeah, he's the grand uh, high poobah number one 
coach at Alabama history. I don't know about that. I just think they they recognize he's a great, great coach, but this is going to be pockets in Alabama where there's never going to be another Bear Bryant. I just think that's you take one of those jobs, that's how it goes. It's like trying to be Newt Rockney at Notre Dame or Woody Hayes, trying to be Woody Hayes at Ohio State or Bo Schembechler, uh, Schembechler at Michigan. I just think that those there's some jobs that almost defy rep, repetition, I, that, that no one's ever going to look at you as, uh, as exactly the equal of a guy like that. I think that's just the way it works. Uh, I don't think that's a good thing necessarily because I don't think it's very realistic. I mean, how was, I mean, think about how it is that Saban is able now to be considered by a lot of people to be the GOAT. Well, that's those same pockets in, within the state of Alabama aren't necessarily going to agree with that. They're going to well, you know, he ain't no bad Brian. He's not that. Uh, he, he's pretty good. He's pretty good, but he ain't that. Well, that's going to be those one of those things you can't, you cannot change anybody's mind on those things. And I don't even know who would want to. Uh, but a lot of people are obsessed with that. I mean, listen, it's not like it's uh, it, it's an impossible act to follow in a way. So I think it's just as well that it's not. Uh, and anyway, I, and, uh, I am looking at someone here who's got, a piece of equipment uh, through my my magic lens. Let, we have a couple other things I wanted to get to because I don't know who's the perfect guy for the Seattle Seahawks job. I'm sure you can bet because I think that's a pretty good job. Now you got John Schneider uh, is the uh, GM. The ownership has plenty of dough, and I know Jody Allen's been doing a lot for her brother, Paul Allen. But I, I think that that's one of those jobs that they're not going to be crazy impatient, but they expect with a decent roster that the team's going to be competitive. And I think they probably will be if they get a good coach. And now, who would it be? Who would want that job? Would an existing coach at another franchise want that job? I, I don't think that's impossible. So you would have basically multiple uh, you know, musical chairs. Let's put it that way. It could be. And I, I don't know where they, what they're thinking. And they're not going to be quick to tell you until they're pretty far along the search. And I, everyone's talking about what a good job they think. Atlanta, I don't know if Atlanta is that big of a job or that great of a job. I think they have some young talent. I don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. So, I mean, I think that makes that job tremendously interesting. And uh, go ahead if you have something. We uh, we don't have we really don't have time to take a caller right now. It'll be the sports animals, Chris and Gary Dickman up next, and I'm sure they'll have uh, lots of good fun things to talk about. I that means I need to get my get going here and get my stuff together as I'm chatting with you at the end. Hawaii's got a game on Thursday at Long Beach State. They'll play Saturday at UC San Diego. That wraps us up for Tanner Hayworth from all of us at ESPN Honolulu. I'm Bobby Curran. Aloha.